again, my internet friends. Welcome to another episode of the Listen to Your Parents podcast. Uh, this is Matt here in Pittsburgh, and uh, we'll bring on our guest here in a moment. But first, I want to take a moment, as we sometimes forget to do, to thank our good friends at Sorgatron Media and Sockic Media Services for pushing the buttons and making it all happen. So please go to SorgatronMedia.com, check out the fine family of podcasts, and uh, subscribe to this one, because we are back after a week off. And I will explain what we did with our week off in a few moments here. Some of you may like this or not. We'll see. Uh, but first, let's bring in our friend, Doug. Welcome back, Doug. What's up? Doug How from Dormant. Dor- yeah, Dormant. Doug from Dormant. From Dormant. Dormant. <laughs> what, what do we have it tonight, Doug? Uh, just doing all-day IPA since I got to I gotta keep the uh, session beers going since I got to log in early in the morning. So... I Sorry to something. report that I'm merely drinking a Coca-Cola in a uh, cup right now, but uh, ah, maybe that would be remedied. Maybe I can get my child to, to fetch me something a little bit more aggressive uh, from the <laughs> fridge here at some point. I do have something in here. Oh, we'll bite into it. Yeah. Uh, so what's new out there in Dormont? It's been a little while since we uh, got to hang out with you. Uh, how are things settling in? The summer's been weird. The post-school year has been a strange experience. Uh, at least here in our house. How are you feeling? Well, we, we've been given uh, five different options of what could possibly happen the first day of school. <laughs> and yeah, no one knows which of, the, which of those five we're going to get. Uh, we've started to order uniforms and stuff to get ready. Uh, it's it's nuts because I, I had said to the kids today, I'm like, look, um, you know, you might have to stay home in the fall and do what we did in the spring. And they kind of had that sense of dread come over their face. Mm-hmm. Not so much that they didn't like that daddy was teaching them, but they really missed their friends and uh, they, they missed their teachers. They, they miss sports. Like, it, how do you explain this to a little kid? Like, it, what's going on? I mean, you can't even explain it to adults. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it, it's it's been interesting. Uh, we, we've talked to some of the neighbors and some of their friends, too, have been by. And they all seem to, to say the same thing. Like, we don't know what's going to go on because everyone goes to different schools mm-hmm. uh, because it's we're right by the, the border of Lebo and Brookline and Green Tree and all that. So it's their friends are from all the different areas. They're like, we don't know. We have no clue. And today I didn't see the announcement, but I was told from several parents that uh, Governor Wolf had threatened to cancel school for the upcoming year, which... At that point, I, I wanted to curl into a ball, grab a bottle of something, and just cry at the possibility of him saying it right now. Like, yeah, there, there's no like emotional or mental support for any of this right now because nobody knows what's going on, and and we're just we're trying to hold it together. But it's I mean, it's going along. Uh, I'm curious to see what the curriculum is going to be. I mean, it's, we'll we'll do whatever whatever we have to do. The the most important thing is the kids are safe. Um. And I'm hoping that everyone's employers are as flexible as possible yeah. for what's going to be happening uh, because it's, yeah, we're entering, a, you know, a new phase and who knows it, it could change, you know, they could go back to school and then two days into it, you know, somebody comes down with it and now everyone's back home again. Yeah. And I think so. that's what, I mean, I don't think anybody wants that. Um, no. I'd rather see the, the safe, not sorry approach to this, but you know, there is that, side of things where your kids are, you know, going stir crazy and yeah, missing their friends and just wanting to be around 
other kids. Uh, and, and you get to this, you kind of reach this point in the summer, and like whenever we were wrapping up the school year a couple months ago, the message to the kids was a lot of, you know, you know, this is, you know, kind of sucked, I know, but, you know, look, we're going to get through the summer, and then we're going to come back in the fall, you know, and hopefully things will be back to normal. And now you're looking at this thing, and you're just like, it's probably not going to be back to normal. So now you got to prep your kids emotionally for that and kind of start when they start talking about going back to school and you've got to be kind of, yeah, well, I don't, yeah, might not happen. You know, I know I promised you this. I mean, there are people, um, I mean, I was just checking the chatter on the social media before we came on here and listen to people start talking about, you know, how am I going to explain to the kids that we're not going to have Halloween this year? And I'm like, yeah, that's, you know, that's just a few months away. That's probably going to be a thing. Uh, and it, it depends on the age too. of the kids, too, because you know, if you say that and your kids are, are in their teens, that's different than, you know, you've got a, like a four or five year old who, you know, this, they're trying to understand what's going on. You've got to be very um, cognizant of, you know, of how they process things Yeah, on, on how to explain what's happening. And there's there's no resources out there for us to say, like, here's how you talk to the kids about it. Like, we don't get this magical, I think I mentioned before, we don't get this magical book that says, here's how you're the parent. Here's all your answers. Like, a lot of us fly by the seat of our pants and figure it out. Yeah. Uh, and, and besides the the missing of the, their friends thing, like, I, I understand that's where my kids are thinking. In my head and with other parents, we've said, you know, how is this going to impact their learning? Like, I joked and said, yeah, right now uh, there's a bunch of day drinkers teaching school. Because, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because we're not qualified by any means to be teachers uh, when it comes to some of this curriculum. Like we don't know styles and how to handle a lot of this stuff. Like uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do as best as I can. But when you think about it, like I, I'm really concerned about how the kids are going to learn if, especially those that don't have access to the internet or limited access to the internet. Yeah, and that, that's a serious problem that that faces a lot of this country too. Yeah, um, yeah, it's definitely something the districts are going to have to address. Uh, I've, I've heard different things about uh, how that's been going too, but most of the districts seem to be aware that the technology gap is something that's got to be bridged. Uh, yeah, I mean, as far as the, and as far as the teaching goes, yeah, my experience has been, you know, as long as the kids kind of have some grasp of the material that they're trying to learn, I could sit there and help them through it and reinforce and, and get them, you know, you know, to get the work done. Uh, the real speed bump comes when you run into something that you have to explain to the children. You have to make this concept make sense to them. That's where the problems, you know, occur. So it's like, how do we get you know, I, I could sit at home and I can make the kids do this work knowing that the teachers have done, you know, weeks and months of groundwork to get us to that point. That's what the end of the last school year kind of yeah. was. It was us just kind of like, okay, teachers, you got them this far. Give us the work. We're going to get them across the finish line, and then we'll get back together in the fall. Now we're looking at the fall, and we're like, we got to start the ground level, and we got to start to level up our children. And, you know, your parents are kind of like, I don't know if I can, I'm sure how am I going to, you know, how do I get my kids from, you know, doing addition and subtraction to doing multiplication and division? How do I get my kids from, you know, you know, one syllable, three letter words to, you know, the next thing that they're going to have to progress up to? How do I get them to the next level? Yeah. That's what you need the teacher for. Um, and, you know, as a parent, all you all 
you know, we're blunt instruments. You know, that's we just like <laughs> do the thing, do it again, repeat, repeat, drill, drill. You know, we can't. You know, we're not going to finesse these concepts. You know, because we don't have to do. Nobody has to do this. There, there's a reason why these teachers have advanced degrees to be as good as they are, because people like me, I, I don't have the patience anymore. At one point, I'm sure I had the patience, but after the last four months, no, like it's mm-hmm. it's going to be difficult. Now, I I am a big history buff. I studied. Um, I had like a, a minor going in English in college, so we're good with that. Uh, I'm pretty good with math, and we could do home ec. Um, the other stuff, though, you know, we're going to be relying on YouTube if we have to. And, and we all know YouTube videos are legit. Uh, besides, oh, yeah. besides, I mean, we're, we're the most real thing on there. Yeah. Uh, but I do have a, a subscription to Masterclass, though, and there are some really good, really good courses on there that we've started watching. Unfortunately, they're, um, you know, they're all geared towards adults. So I can't. Yeah. I mean, if my kids want to learn how to play guitar, uh, you know, like uh, Rage Against the Machine, like Tom Morello or or Carlos Santana, then hey, they're 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 golden. Or Sheila E can teach them how to play drums, and uh, we've also got Aaron Franklin can teach them how to make brisket. So, you know, it's they can pick up some good life skills there. Uh, but overall, yeah, I just I I prefer that they had that one on one interaction, so they're not sitting there in front of a screen the whole time. You know, it's we're we're slowly turning into, or quickly actually, turning into like Ready Player One. It's going to happen. Yeah, I'd rather I'd even like prefer to see them doing more like just get all the guys. They did this a little bit, you know, toward the end of the school year where they would get the kids together like once a week. They would all jump into the Zoom meeting and do something like that. I'd rather see. I want to see more of that. Um, I want to see more of that teacher and just like the faked environment of a classroom mm-hmm. even if it's just you know a dozen windows with other kids in it you know um we had two meetings every day which was nice but the problem was with when it came down to like my youngest there was a lot of hey, hey johnny turn your mic on your mic's muted okay yeah. hey sally you're muted okay turn the camera back on okay get get your finger away from the camera okay now you're, okay everyone stop talking at once mm-hmm. because they were some use Zoom, some use Google Classroom. Like they're on so many different technologies, and we found out like the Chromebooks that the the school had. That you know, thankfully we had enough. They were older ones, and they couldn't run most of the video conferencing stuff. Even Google's, they couldn't run Google Meet. Yeah, like it was just it was tough. But you know, who knows? <laughs> who knows what's going to happen with that? Yeah, it's a little, a little freaked out. Um, okay, I so said I was going to explain where I was last week. Uh the wife and I and our kids, we left town. We went on a little bit of a vacation, if you will. We went to Erie, Doug. But um, that's right. You know, Erie is, uh, you know, Erie with the, the parents, with, with her parents for uh, more than a day or so can get a little bit dicey. Her folks don't have a ton of room. Uh, so we thought, you know what, let's see if we could make this a little bit extra special. Let's see if we can have some fun. So we checked into things and, uh, yeah, we got a hotel for two days in Erie, Pennsylvania, uh, down along the Bayfront, uh, uh swimming pool and all. Uh, so, um, yeah, there was a little, ask which hotel it was. No, I'm going to leave them out of it, but, uh, suffice to say it was nice. It was really nice. Um, 
and you know, staff was nice. And uh, I'm just gonna kind of go through just kind of the, some of the things we experienced while we were there. One thing that uh, we did see during our um, what was it, three day, two night, three day, two night stay at this lovely Erie Hotel. No housekeeping while we were there. They don't do any housekeeping while guests are staying in the room. They wait until you move oh, out, okay. and housekeeping comes in, and then they redo the room, and they let you out. Obviously, if you specifically ask, hey, can you send housekeeping to my room to, to do X, Y, Z, they will do it. But the standard procedure at the hotel that we were at, and this is probably becoming industry-wide if it isn't already, no housekeeping while there are guests you know, staying mm-hmm. in the room. They wait until you move out. Now, another thing, this was the big draw for the hotel. I, I mean, my kids, you know, Obviously, they live very sheltered lives because they think staying in a hotel is just the coolest thing ever. Like we've gone on road trips to different places. Doug, we've st- we once there's this one very legendary trip we made when many years ago we drove out to Columbus to see the zoo. We stayed overnight in a Red Roof Inn. Our children were thrilled, thrilled to be at the Red Roof Inn. Thrilled like at the giant bed hotel. to share. Yeah, just like wow. We're at the Red Roof Inn. This place is great. Look at us staying in this bed. We're having so much fun. Like, so, yeah, they, they think hotels are, are very cool. And you know what? They are cool. Uh, and this one had the advantage of having a swimming pool, Doug. Our kids love to swim, uh, one more than the other. But bottom line, they both love to hang out at the pool. So, we figured, hey, let's, let's see what's going on with this swimming pool. Uh, the general rule when you're dealing with swimming pools, is that it's basically, you know, it's okay. Uh, we checked, you know, the CDC guidance and everything like that. They said, hey, if you're in the pool, don't worry about the mask. You know, go in the pool, swim around. Don't go rolling up on everybody that you see. You know, still try to keep your distance. Um, and so, you know, Jen and I looked at it. We're like, you know, I think we can manage this. You know, we'll see how the, you know, the crowds are looking. The crowds were okay. They had, they had an indoor pool and an outdoor pool. Uh, we tried to stick mostly to the outdoor pool, but every once in a while, like, one of the kids would want to try the indoor pool because, you know, it did have the hot tub next to it. You know, kids love to roast themselves in a hot tub. It's a it's a big um, fun experience. Do your kids like to jump in the hot tub when they go to the pool? They have they've they've never been up for you. OK, they, they've never been in a hot tub. Uh, they've okay. been in plenty of pools. Okay. And I, <laughs> I, I'm afraid one of them is going to try to cannonball and break their butt. Yeah, well, I mean, hot tub or something like that. I mean, that, we do. I mean, I maybe my kids would try the same thing. I try to get out in front of it and just be like, like, just don't head first into the hot tub. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, yeah. So they had the mask deal that basically was okay. Don't worry about wearing the mask when you're in the pool. Just keep your distance. Okay, we can do that. So we go to the pool. Yes, we were able to do that. Even the kids were pretty good about that. You know, a little reminder here and there. You know, you know the you know everyone you know. When you go to the pool, you see other kids. The kids want to say hi to the other kids. So you just try to, you know, just kind of nudge them in that direction. You know, just remember, give everybody space. Uh, our kids have done pretty well with that overall. Uh, when you're outside of the pool um, and just kind of like hanging out in your uh, deck chair, the recommendation was that you wear your mask. But like, seriously, it was not something that was happening a lot. But people were kind of spaced, you know. So uh, even though you're outside of your outside mm-hmm. of the pool and they recommended that you keep your mask on. Um, typically that would not happen because either you were just taking a break and out of the pool for a few minutes and you're going to jump back in, or you were deciding that you had just completely forgotten. And that's, this happened to me a lot too, where I just blanked on 
you know, having the mask with me. So there's a lot of leaving the room, doubling back, going back, getting the mask, you know. So I just would always keep forgetting. But the point is that I would keep would go back and get it eventually anyways. Um, I have to know. Outside the pool area, it was just, you know, keep your mask on whenever you're moving about the hotel. So when you leave your room, put on your mask, you know, walk around, everything like that. That was not a problem. You know, we kept the mask on, you know, leave the room, get the kids, put your mask on, you know, go wherever you're going to go. So you leave your hotel room, you put your mask on, you wear your mask through the hotel corridors until you reach the pool. And then you, you know, take off your mask and you jump in the water and you're on your way. Now, the big question is, while you're up there, did you see any of the masks that said, don't give up the ship? Because I'm sure somebody is trying to make money off that by now. I um, I, I would hope so. But uh, unfortunately, I did not have the opportunity. Uh, Either that uh, or I could see that There were not many street vendors out and about down what? there at this time of year, which you would uh, you'd be a little surprised to hear that. But uh, I, I'm going to coin this right now. So Sork could get on Cafe Press or Vistaprint or any of these other ones. We need to get one that says this mask is irresistible. Oh, bringing back the tagline from the eighties. It's irresistible. Oh, it is irresistible. That would be a good See? one too. Hang on. I think my wife's going to jump in here and share some more. <laughs> she probably remembers oh. that. Oh yeah. My, my, my wife, you know, she's eerie, eerie to the core. Um, so they, they don't come any more eerie than, uh, than my wife, but, uh, you were just overhearing our conversation about our little hotel visit. I am. Uh, so what did you think of uh, our experience at the hotel? It, it didn't feel like I was in Erie. Yeah, that's one thing, too. How about... Uh, Honestly, it did not feel like I was in It was Erie. way too nice to be Erie. Well, we're down the Bayfront. That's where all the... You know, they built a new convention center down there. We were down near the, the Dobbins Landing. But it was nice for a deal where you're not going to get an actual vacation this year this felt even though this was only two days wait wait three days two nights in a hotel Mm -hmm. in erie this felt like you know like we had gone to like some all-inclusive resort or something like that it felt great to just be somewhere nice it really was the cheapest vacation ever it was pretty cheap vacation let's we had thought about going up there this year and the kids had asked like can we please go to waldemir finally I'm like, you know what? You you guys are finally big enough that you could go on all the rides. We will go to Waldemir. And this was, you know, in January. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I'm like, sorry, guys. You're yeah. going to have to wait just a little bit longer. I go, but we could still go up and see Grandma. And they're like, yeah. But same thing, like, there's not a lot of room up there. Like, there's not a lot to do. I'm like, well, yeah. most of Erie's kind of closed. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to go see where all the places where Daddy used to hang out, we could go do that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I do have to say that since your hotel had room or uh, not room service, but you had um, you had you know uh, cleaning crew there, and they had a swimming pool, is obviously none of the hotels I ever partied at as a kid. Yeah, a <laughs> because they did not have either one of those. Oh, <laughs> manor motel, but um, <laughs> down to the Knights Inn. What was that? The oh wow, <laughs> that's what I used to be across from prep. <laughs> Anyway, mm-hmm. well, I, I mean, anyway, I, I feel like, um, I, I feel like for the most part, I, I felt like we were in a pretty safe environment. Like, like I said, like the, the pool definitely gave me pause before I went, uh, but after reading up on it, you know, checking the usual um, experts, um, at least made me feel good about uh, as far as the kids being in the pool. That that 
it wouldn't cause too much calamity. But yeah, like we were not going to be going to the, the zoo or the water park or anything like that. That I was just, that's asking too much. I mean, the reason to be up there was to, you know, to see our parents. And then we did end up growing even further north. We went all the way up to Buffalo and just um, hung out with um, my cousins and their kids. Um, so did you negotiate the naming rights to the stadium since uh, the bill, since it was a new era or whatever, gave up? Is it going to be the Sorgatron Media Arena Stadium? I, Sorgatron Stadium? I mean, I made the offer. Uh, Sorg, I don't know. Do we have that $7 million in the Patreon account yet? <laughs> we should by now. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, that was the offer. Uh, we'll see if they take it. We could uh, have a slice on Broadway in every corridor. No, I tell you what, that, that would be a good thing to do. We, 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 we get the naming rights for Sorgatron Media. And then we put the slice on Broadway in every uh, in every concourse, so everyone that in Buffalo is amazing. eating pizza. Uh, but they they can't start charging us for the naming rights until there's actually a game there. So if we can get the name on it right now, so right. it at least makes it into the video game rotation, mm-hmm. it, it <laughs> yeah. for itself. Yeah, you got to get that. And then like, well, do you actually do you fight for the games or do you fight over the when they get the fans in there? Because I mean, from what I was hearing, were they gonna? Well, I mean, that, that's a little bit ways down well, the road. That's why we have the clause in there that, you know, we could leave the deal at any time so that right before it starts, we, we can bail and we've already been in the video. At the, the sweet sounds of, uh, on Madden 21 of, uh, Sorgatron Media Field. Super Bowl from Sorgatron Arena. That's actually... I approve. I approve. Um... Oh, another thing that we did while we were in Erie is uh, we actually, this is the first time we've done this. Um, we walked down to one of the uh, restaurants that were set up with outdoor seating down near the uh, dock uh, down there in downtown Erie. And yes, we did eat outdoors at an actual restaurant, wow. which is a first since the lockdown began mm-hmm. back in March. March now? March 13th. March thirteenth. Oh my god, you got a mark. <laughs> That's why I started working from home. Yeah. Uh, um, it it was pretty good. I mean, everything the seating was very limited. Everything was outside. I felt like we were twelve feet away from any other table. That's like it was very very limited. It was like extra distance, but uh, it was it was nice. Yeah, it was it was fine. I have to give Erie credit. Everything that I've heard so far is that they've done a really good job up there of the social distancing. Besides a few outbreaks, which were kind of expected, like in general, the, the businesses and the people have been pretty respectful of what you're supposed to do. And you even see like, um, you see a lot of, uh, and I don't see much of this in uh, Pittsburgh. I see it in Erie where you'll see the local television stations up there like running, you know, locally produced PSAs, basically telling mm-hmm. people, you know, make sure you're wearing your mask and stuff like that. I've never seen a local station in Pittsburgh run a, um, run something like that, but in Erie they were. So I mean, it kind of helps to make everyone feel kind of. Hopefully, makes everyone feel like they're, you know, in it together. We're all big team here, right, Doug? Well, it's I. I was watching some uh, some of the or not the YouTube, but the the Facebook live feeds of the Erie networks when they were popping up. It was all this breaking news, and it would be like it would be it was the same reporter going to different locations saying. They're, of course, on her phone. So let me get the, you know, the Facebook Live yeah. thing going on here. So she's like, there's a possibility someone may or may not have COVID here. 
stay tuned at five and we're going to tell you more about it. And like, and then she go to another location. I'm like, Oh my God. Like this. Is, and of course, you know, you know, from being up there, they're all like 22, 23. Oh, the yeah, we can, uh, doing that. I mean, do you want to have a discussion about the, uh, the quality of eerie news? I mean, I, no. I, you know, I, I said some things, you know, there's a lot of good people up there who know what they're doing, but there's also yes. some people. And look, this is the nature of the industry. When you're Back dealing with local day, news, and believe me, you're news. yeah, you're dealing with it, you know, a little bit here in in Pittsburgh as well. Maybe not in front of the camera, but behind the camera. But up in the area, you're getting it in front of the camera and behind the camera. People fresh out of college, uh, first jobs, you know, just That's learning terrible. about this. And then you take them, you take these kids, you know, fresh out of school, and you drop them into this. You know, oh, yeah. so you're not covering the municipal meeting. You know, on a Thursday night. No, you're covering the COVID nineteen pandemic first gig out of out of the door. You know, uh, it, that's a big challenge. If Loco Bone could do all the intros to this, it would be something like pandemic twenty twenty, <laughs> and like flames going up. It, it would be like a wrestling intro between. It would be go between like wrestling feel, and like the you know world of we like Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. COVID-19. And somehow we still that. feel understated for what's happening all exactly. around us. You know, there's no amount of explosions or or uh, drama to properly convey 2020 in a nutshell. But uh, I, I do have to know, say, we'll though, trying. The, the best hair ever in Erie News was Don Shriver in the 80s. You, you, <laughs> Don you Shriver? He had the best hair. He was like, I thought everybody was supposed to look like him. I, uh, I, I, um, you know, my first gig in TV news was in, uh, Erie PA. I worked at that station. I shared a newsroom with Don Shriver for a few months before he, he jumped ship. And, yeah. uh, but that's another story. So, well, you yeah, know, he so did what on, he had to do. He got paid. So that's on my right. honeymoon. We went to St. Lucia and the first morning there, I turn on the news. I'm like, all right, I want to see what the weather is. Once you know it, it's Joey Stevens. Because for whatever yeah. reason, yep. they had they had the the Caribbean you know forecast from WSCE in Erie. I'm like, you've got to be freaking kidding me! I can't I'm get not away. Sure how, I, I try to remember the reason why that happens because I I've been down there. I've gone on one cruise and that and that happened. We were we were watching one of the stations was Erie, and uh, it's got something to do with. Um, the amount of network programming that they run or something like that. I, I, I think, I think Erie I'm, I'm the lowest bidder. Maybe. I don't know. Hey. <laughs> maybe, maybe like they bounce their broadcast signal off the lake and it skips all the way across <laughs> the continent and lands in the Caribbean, something like that. But um, I, so I actually called my mom that morning and I'm like, you are not going to believe what I'm watching right now. I called my, oh, both my parents and I played it for them. And my dad's like, is that, is that Joey Stevens? I'm like, yes. And he's just like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> he kind of left it at that. So I took, I have video of it. I took video of like that. And then I went out to our balcony and went, there's the ocean. There's Joey Stevens. What world am I living in right now? <laughs> I can't escape it. Oh, it was crazy. Um, yeah. So that, that's the, uh, that's the story of my pseudo vacation. Basically. Uh, Buffalo was pretty uneventful. We just hid in our uh, cousin's house. Uh, we've had our mini bubbles pretty well locked down for a while. Uh, but the hotel, uh, it was what it was. Uh, I'm glad you know that we got out of the house for a little bit. It did feel like a nice break. Uh, I'm not going to go running out to go and book another hotel room and just start 
you know, running around all over the place. But, you know, for a midsummer break, it was, uh, I think it was okay. I think we did all right. A break like that is what a lot of people need, though. Like, it doesn't have to be very far. You just need, you got to get out of where you're at. Yeah. And we've talked about going camping. And we've talked to the campground, and they've told us all the stuff that they have in place so that they, like, the the restrooms that are available there, um, I believe, like, most of them are closed except for one, and they are, they're, like, hellbent on making sure that those things stay clean. Uh, there is a pool that's close by, but they're, like, for the most part, like, you can come in, set up, and, you know, camping is, like, the ultimate social distancing thing because you come in, you stay yeah. at your site all day, and, uh, you know, we might go out and get some wood for a campfire but besides that but the, but then i think too like all right we don't know what's going to happen do i want to spend the money to go camping this weekend yeah like there's, because there's so many uncertainties that are going on right now so we're yeah we're still like to so much out. like you know you know lockdowns and yeah. you know, and, and i know that, and retracting that stuff yet yeah, then like my, my fall trip to texas is 99.9 percent canceled that i take every year and it, i'm you know, it's something I deal with. That's fine. Uh, I I am disappointed that I don't get to go because it's that's like the weekend I look forward to every year. That was like I devices are off. I'm off the grid. I go and and eat my face off with barbecue and hang out with uh, my brother in law and we drink whiskey on the porch and you know it's a good time. Uh, so you know we know that's not going to happen. But we had weddings that we were going to go to. Those aren't mm-hmm. happening. And all the little things that we were looking forward to just to kind of get away and unplug. Are, are canceled. So we're trying to figure out, you know, what can we do? And it's the, <laughs> the, the options are starting to become very limited. Yeah. But it, it weary is like a great option though. I, I, yeah. I'm, I mean, it worked for us. I mean, I'm sure people are listening to this and maybe it might be rolling their eyes that we decided to go to a hotel and check out the pool. But, uh, uh, I felt like it was worth talking about just to kind of explain like what our thinking was and kind of what we experienced and maybe it'll make someone think that maybe might be the right thing for them because it is kind of important to break this kind of routine sometimes that can be a little well, that's rough. The thing. They have, I mean, they've got professionally trained cleaning crews that come into these things. That's how they're still staying open through all of this. It's not going to, I mean, yeah, it's not your house, but you know, I'm sure all the rooms are getting, I, I really hope all the rooms are getting cleaned. I mean, at some point you're going to, yeah. you're going to leave your house. I mean, unless it gets really bad up there. Erie's one of the I can't believe I'm saying this Erie's one of the safer places to be as much as I used to dog on it I mean you come from there you dog on it but yeah I mean they're they're doing stuff right up there yeah it's been so when I talk to family they they're like so how many cases did you have I'm like ah you know like 233 they're like we had four I'm like oh don't come down here then yeah you'll 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 be like I gotta wear a hazmat suit be paranoid coming down here. Yeah, and yeah, like like I said, just just breaking yourself out of that. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, the routine, the funk. Uh, yeah, we we when we were when we were in that school year mode, we were talking about you know seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Well, I mean, like it feels like the light is getting further away. For a while, it felt like it was getting closer. Now it feels like it's starting to move further away from us. Um, and you're facing this um undetermined length of time again. Um, which can get a little bit intimidating. And, and we've hit like stupid little hurdles too, or obstacles along the way for, for stuff that we've wanted to do. Like, so we bought a, a bike for my oldest off of uh, Facebook. Great shape. Like everything was awesome. But the owner had said, he goes, look, the, the nut 
comes off once in a while. So you just have to tighten it. I'm like, okay, that's the nut that holds the uh, the pedal on. I'm like, all right, that's fine. Well, you know, it came off again, and he lost it while he was riding it. So I take it to a local bike shop and get nothing but attitude about it because they're so overwhelmed of people wanting to buy bikes and having to repair stuff. I'm like, I, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, my family never really did much outdoor stuff when it came to exercising, like with bikes and stuff like that. But my kids are at the prime age now for bikes. And you're telling me that um, I need to make an appointment to come in, which is fine. But you're yelling at me about it and telling me that if I want a new bike, it's going to be $700. So, you know, it's, it's little things like that. And then my bike that we ordered online showed up missing parts, like nuts, bolts, you know, important things. And that was delayed six weeks. And then when we returned it, they said, well, we could get you a new one. I'm like, all right, that's fine. But it's going to be six to eight weeks. I'm like, well, summer's going to be over. I'm not mm-hmm. going to have a bike. So it's like when we've tried to actually you know, go out and do things, there's always been a little hurdle here and there, which I mean, grand scheme of things, everyone's healthy. So that's fine. But it's yeah. like, man, every time we just try to do something, it just adds to that stress level a little bit more. Like, can one thing just go right <laughs> with this? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, speaking of the kids, one other thing I wanted to mention real quick is that my son uh, actually played a baseball game Tuesday night. Um, the Obviously, the main, um, he's in like the, whatever, like the 10 and under league, and uh, they were, obviously didn't have their season when they originally scheduled it to happen, but when things started to ease here in Allegheny County and the Pittsburgh area, they decided to give it a go and kind of reorganize the league around the players that they still had um, available, the ones who still wanted to play and the ones who hadn't kind of, you know, already whatever, whatever summer plans that they had or whatever things might have prevented. The point is the pool of players kind of dipped a little bit, so they kind of had to reorganize the teams. Mm -hmm. Um, There were uh, some delays. There was kind of a gap between, like, the first couple practices and then uh, getting them on the field for an actual game because there was uh, like one person in the league who had contact with somebody who might have had contact with somebody. One of those secondary exposure uh, kind of situations. So they basically, you know, ended up they shuttered the league for a week, um, and then they, you know, that period came to an end. And they regrouped and they got everybody back together, and they actually did. Yeah, they played an actual game on Tuesday night. The, um, I mean, when you think about, you know, sports for kids um, in a situation like this, baseball seems about as good as you could hope for outside of maybe, I don't know, golf, you know, <laughs> as far as staying away from the other kids. Um, uh, one of the interesting things that they did do, they always have the one umpire. Uh, the umpires have been instructed not to touch anything. Don't touch the balls. Don't touch the plate. Don't touch anything. And also to stand not behind home plate, but to stand behind the pitcher's mound between between the pitcher's mound and second base. So they're basically calling strikes from behind the pitcher. Oh, that's a terrible strike zone. Well, yeah, well, give or take that. Well, I mean, Doug, I got to tell you a little secret about the umpiring here on this level of baseball. It ain't real good. Um, <laughs> so both of my, well, my my boys have played it. I absolutely understand <laughs> those low strikes getting called. Man, it's just. A, drive me crazy anyway uh but the yeah the, the umpire i was chatting him up a little bit after the game and he was telling me yeah we were specifically told you know don't stand behind on plate stand here in this empty space where there's no child 
you know, going anywhere near you. So, I mean, yeah, little uh, precautions like that. Outdoor game. Again, that, you know, some parents may hear this and think, you know, this is, you know, that this is an unnecessary risk. And uh, I don't know, maybe. Um, no, we've from my perspective, to- I, I'm happy with the, you know, that there's limitations on how many parents can, can come and yeah. watch. Uh, so you can't bring Pa, Grandpa, the whole gang. Uh, you can only bring like, you know, one or two people with you to come watch the game. So they're trying to, they're trying to not only limit, you know, the, what the kids are doing and keeping the kids away from each other uh, on the benches and whatnot, but they're also trying to limit the spectators. Uh, so there's not too many people in there hanging around. So precautions are there uh, and hopefully it'll work out. It's nice to see the kids um, interacting a little bit, a nice little substitute for not seeing each other at school, I think. Uh, so it's been all right. I have to say one thing that we we started doing that and it really surprised me is so the the boys wanted to go to the uh, Carnegie skate park. And at first I'm like, you want to go to the skate park? Really? And they're like, yeah, we just, we want to go check it out. And I I will give everyone that goes there credit. Like they are awesome with social distancing. At least when we were there, I mean, we didn't notice anything different, but the, mm-hmm. the guys who skate, they, they keep their distance. Um, everyone, you know, takes it. And this is what I thought was cool too. I have a video that I, I took a teaspoon. He's like, shoot a video of me. I'm like, okay. So he would go and the kids would sit there and count like five seconds and then they would go. So mm-hmm. they, they were making sure that there was distance between all of them when they were going around. That's a couple of them were being knuckleheads, but I would say the, the majority of the kids that were there though, like when they would go, they would let a kid go do his thing and they wait till he got back. And they were, so the kid would be like here and then, you know, six to eight feet over here. Then the other kid would go. So people could still go have fun. Uh, everyone on the, everyone on the walking tracks kept their distance. Like it was, it was refreshing to see that when all you hear is like doom and gloom about stuff going on outside. And then you actually go see it. And like, everyone's like keeping their, their distance here. Others might have a different experience, but I'm just saying from the the two times that we've gone there, everyone kept their distance. Um, their parents brought their chairs or they stayed in their cars and, and everything was fine. Like they, my maybe six feet the closest my kids came to another person, but yeah. they all stood back with their helmets on and their pads and talked to each other though, which was kind of cool to see. Like the, the kids are making the best of it. I think more people need to pay attention to the kids and how they're handling this than, you know, flying off the handle because you read a comment on Facebook about something. Yeah. I, the kids, at least my experience with, with my kids and just seeing a little bit of the other kids uh, over the past week has been that they're, they're receptive to, you know the um, to to uh, they're receptive to what they have to do to mm-hmm. get through this. You know they know what they want. <laughs> they want to get to the other side of this as quickly as possible, uh, and they'll do whatever you want them to do. So that means wearing a mask. My kids have never complained about wearing a mask, um, and uh, they you know really never complain whenever I you know remind them to you know keep distance from other people and whatnot. Um, you know, kids are, you know, seem kids, resilient, you know, <laughs> little creatures. Um, no, I, I do it. It's, it's just, you know, but I, I think, I also think that, you know, it's hard for them to perceive that the toll that this is sometimes taking on them. So they do get a little cooped up and aggravated with being in the house all day. Um, maybe they don't realize how many straight days they've spent inside just kind of milling around and 
playing games and doing next to nothing, but you know, their bodies un- understand it and they know on an unconscious level probably that they, you know, that it's not right. And then you start getting that irritability and then you have to figure out a way to uh, get now, them back up to hundred percent. One thing that I, I did do this week, which took, took a lot for me to finally do it, but I, I went and had an eye doctor exam. Because as you can tell, something is missing from this face. Oh, so it worked. They fixed them. They they fixed them. I have to go back uh, for a full appointment. But um, yeah, I got the the talk. So, Mm. have you thought about bifocals? (laughs) Which Grandpa Doug made me go. Oh. I said, no, and I'm not going to. She's like, well, we've got progressive lenses. I'm like, that would be fine. I go, but I wear a lot of contacts because I, I'm running around a lot. I, you know, I just, I, I'm more comfortable wearing contacts. And she's like, well, we've got these new contacts that basically they, they act like bifocals. I'm like, I want them. Give them to me. <laughs> so I'm testing out a pair right now to make sure that they, they work all right. And Everything's been fine so far, but hearing that, have you thought about bifocals? I'm like, oh, I remember my dad having bifocals, and he was so old. Now you I've got them. You don't want to do the bifocals, Doug. What you want to I, do? I'm going. I'm going the progressive lenses. You want to get yourself it. about ten or so shirts with the front pocket on them, and you want to do Here, the two glasses the move. The, the, <laughs> the, the two glasses mode. That's the power mode. You know, so you're like, ah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. she told me she's like, so here's what here's your other option. You could get the contacts. We could get you the cheaper contacts, and you could get readers, like, or she's like, or you get the more expensive ones that can fix the stigmatism and everything else wrong with your eyes and be bifocals. I'm like, let's do that because mm-hmm. I'm gonna lose glasses. There's no doubt, or I'm gonna scratch them, or a kid's gonna sit on them. Or who knows what? I'm like, so let's go for the contact. So I have to go back after like a week or so and let them know how they feel. But what they didn't tell me when I went in, because this is a new eye doctor that I had to go to because insurance changed, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't tell me that they were going to dilate my pupils. Mm-hmm. And I had to leave and get back online because I still had to finish working and working on a report. So. <laughs> you sitting there with uh, your uh, sunglasses on while you're. So I, I put sunglasses on when I left. Thankfully, I, I had sunglasses in the car, so I could mm-hmm. see. I saw the drive perfectly. But I got back to the house. I'm like, I can't. I can't see my screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then I, I call my boss and I say, "Hey, um, they dilated my pupils," and she just started <laughs> laughing. She's like, "You can't see the screen, can you?" I'm like, "I can't." She's like, yeah. "Did you get your report done?" I'm like, "No, I didn't." <laughs> and it's gonna be a while so yeah. she thought that was hilarious i'm like i'll stay up and get it done i go but i, I don't know when my eyes are going to adjust <laughs> like <laughs> i haven't had my pupils dilated in years which yeah explains why they did it but still yeah. uh it, it was fun really like, eventually I, I i had my contacts in and everything came back and i, I got the report done that i was working on but i'm like man i forgot what a pain in the butt this thing is because I, i'm holding up my cell phone like <laughs> trying to read it. 
I can't see anything. Yeah. Like, what's this oh. text say? So my wife gets a hold of me. She's like, what was that text you sent me? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I thought I was hitting the right key. So then I just start hitting the emojis and. Is this like the uh, is this like the challenge where they're asking you to type words without uh, close your eyes and type words? I could do it on a keyboard. I can't do it on a phone. No, I can't do it on a phone. I could definitely do it on a keyboard. That's easy. No, but the Um, the the doctor thought it was hilarious when I'm like, don't please don't tell me I gotta get bifocals. She's like, you're not (laughs) that old. I'm like, that's the problem. Yeah. And then she looked. She went, oh, well, you're you're kind of close to me in age. I'm like, yeah. And she's like, uh. Well, and she just kind of changed the subject after. So <laughs> let's talk about something else. So, um, how, I, how about those pirates? Yeah. Uh. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I had to go to the eyeglass place actually today and just get something fine tuned on these. I, I never have worn contacts. I'm glasses for life, probably. So that's great fun. I'm getting glasses again. And I, I might have to talk to Uncle Crappy about it because he is like the model of, of glasses. He has got some like awesome specs every time I see him. And I had mentioned that I wanted to get like the Ricky Vaughn black rim glasses with the skull in the middle. <laughs> I'm like, if you can find me those, I, I would wear them or maybe something with like yeah. a squid or something on it. Like, Let's get some good looking glasses here because I, at some point I've got to get a driver's license renewed. Yeah. Well, I, gotta, renewed, uh, I need to get the picture card. So yeah, it's always a, uh, yeah. Picking those glasses. It's quite the commitment, especially if you're wearing them every day. Oh yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, Doug, it's getting close to 10 o'clock here on the East Coast, and my oldest child is still wandering my house. That's not a good sign. You know, mine's doing uh, the same thing right now. These kids should be in bed. Um, yeah, we noticed uh, this. You have, to see the, you have to see this book that we have here, too. Okay. Um, just in case uh, you ever need something to, to strive for in life, we've got the Fortnite 14-page special Guinness World Records Gamers Edition. Oh, that's very nice. Very nice. 14 so, pages. Wow. 14 pages. Amount of pages. Yes. So uh, it, it is the 2020 edition, which I'm sure is probably already out of date. Is yeah. this already out of date? No. No? It will be. Wait till the next patch. Uh. <laughs> you know, my, it, since we're talking video games real quick, um, since the PS Plus members got uh, NBA 2K20 this month, we and got it. I can't believe it. My youngest, he is all about it. He's been playing it a lot, and I have been too. It's pretty fun. So. We love that game. So we had it on the Xbox. And yeah. the, the biggest issue in our house is that uh, you know, you have it on one platform, you gotta pay like the other 70 bucks or whatever to get it on the other get it on the other machine. Mm. And it's it's funny because we, we got them as gifts. So it wasn't like I need to have the new PS4 and the Switch and the Xbox. No, it's like yeah, it's, yeah. They, you know, when I was laid off, we had some very, we had a very generous Santa Claus that that helped us out. Mm-hmm. And as we were playing, we we're realizing, like, crap, like we need, we got to spend another seventy dollars if you want it on, on that machine too. So when we saw NBA Two K Twenty was out, oh, we went nuts because we love that game. Mm-hmm. Since they have the patches, because before, if you'd hit the green, you'd still miss your shots. Oh. Like the, the ball would skew, you know, slide oh. off. But did you see the commercial for uh, was it the the Mamba Forever edition for 2021? I, I did hear that uh, oh. the Mamba oh. is going to be on the cover. Oh. It, it, the Ultimate Edition, it's like the the hundred dollar version of that game. I would have no problem 
justifying getting that because it looks so and I, I was a huge Kobe fan, a huge Lakers fan. Right. Uh, even though Kobe, you know, kicked our butt in state finals, not that I'm better in high school basketball. But it's just <laughs> it looks like they they really, you know, put a lot of heart and soul into this game, especially for his edition. And you, you've got to. It's uh, that's why I love the basketball games too and the sporting games is because my kids are learning the different sports because of video games. Like they they've learned the players. My youngest was telling me about Jimmy Butler. I'm like, who? He's like, Jimmy Butler. Played with mm-hmm. Miami. And he starts going off about his stats. I'm like, dude, I, I'm hockey. Like, you're gonna have to teach yeah. me about basketball. <laughs> like, well, I think uh, I, hockey and baseball, I, I get like basketball, I'm still learning. But I they, think playing uh playing the show made uh my youngest uh a little better at uh playing baseball in real life because he actually would have to think about you know situationally and stuff like that before he would throw the well, pitch. That's what happened with the with the NBA series is my youngest figured out moves that he could do in real life that he's tried mm-hmm. on the game and used it this past season and used it to score, which was awesome because parents were like, Who taught him that? So of course I took the credit. I wasn't mm-hmm. gonna say, oh, NBA two K twenty did it. <laughs> But it's, I think that the games are a great tool to get, get especially this generation, you know, involved with sports to find out more about it yeah. and, and why it was so great, you know, back in the day too. Like it, I love that I can play as like the Lakers from the eighties, like the 88 Lakers or, um, you know, even some of the early Bulls teams. Yeah. And yeah, like I know. Going like going like back these, to the historic teams, that's the first thing I did too, was just go through. The running joke in our family is, and I'm Bill Cartwright. I know you're probably watching this show. Hall of Famer, probably Hall of Famer from the Bulls. You're slow in every single game. <laughs> and my kids know that because every time he goes down the court, my kids go, Bill. And yell, so like, <laughs> if they ever meet this guy, I'll be like, guys, that, that, that's Bill. And they're like, oh, slow Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Bill. <laughs> this. So yeah, it's, right. uh, we love that game though. Like that's that's fantastic, and the stuff I saw with Awesome Cast with uh, the announcement with was it X streaming, X console, X whatever they're, they're calling their their service there, Service X, X Cloud. Thank you. I knew it was. X oh, Cloud. thank you. <laughs> I'm seriously considering getting that that pass now again because I liked it when we had it for a buck a month. But you know, fourteen ninety nine on top of you know Netflix and everything else that we have, it's kind of tough. But man, that looks really sweet. It might be worth checking out. All right, Doug. Like I said, my my oldest is wandering through the room here. Um, Mine, mine's on the couch asking for a beer. So all right, well we got we gotta wind this up and take care of that. Uh, Doug, thanks a lot for uh, hanging out with us again tonight. It's nice to see you. Uh, Mr. Sorg on the ones and twos. Thank you very much for pushing the buttons. And uh, again, Sorgatron, SorgatronMedia.com, uh, home to a whole extended family of podcasts that you can check out to help you pass the time while you're locked up in your house. Check out, listen to your parents, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We will see you next time. Goodbye for now. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.